Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Now, here's the host of WP Tonic, Jonathan Dinwood and John Locke. Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 180. And today we're talking about learning WordPress as a beginner. Not that complicated stuff. But before we get into that, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Liquid Web. Now, while Liquid Web has been known for years as a managed hosting company with tons of options, recently they've designed a managed WordPress offering that's perfect for mission-critical sites. And if you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptime, and incredible support for your money site, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer also has iTheme Sync integrated into their management portal. What does this mean? You can update several sites with one touch of a button. Now, if you sign up today using the discount code WPTonic33, you'll get a 33% discount for the next six months. Visit liquidweb.com slash WordPress to get started and enter the code WPTonic33. And with that, we're going to get into the panel. We got an old friend returning. I'm going to let her introduce herself to the crowd. Bridget. Oh, that's me. Hi, I'm Bridget Willard. I'm the marketing manager for Give, the most robust online donation plugin for WordPress. You can find out more at wpgive.com.com. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know this is audio, so I had to steal a little Expedia. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> steal the show, steal the show. And then we have Kim. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Kim Schivler. I teach people how to build WordPress websites, online courses, and membership platforms. You can find me at whitegloveWebtraining.com. Sweet. And then my co-host, Jonathan. Oh, hi there, folks. Uh, I'm the founder of WP Tonic, so blame the madness on me. We're your service security company in WordPress. We keep everything running. We're your trusted partner, aren't we, John? Absolutely trusted. And I'm John Locke. My business is Lockdown Design. I do WordPress, custom WordPress development, and local SEO for all you blue-collar businesses out there. Now, before we get into today's main topic, we have a couple news stories on the wire. And one of them is from the WP Tavern. WordPress plugin directory redesign. Why so many people feel their feedback was ignored? And before the broadcast, me and Jonathan were saying, haven't they been hanging around WordPress very long? Why are they surprised? <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, Bridget, I mean, uh, do things that you like or dislike about the new plugin directory? So um, Kevin Hoffman, my coworker, su suggested that I submit a comment to his track ticket, which I did. So I commented on a track. That was a big nice. Very good. I know, I know. But here's the thing. And since we're all friends here, I'm just going to say yep. something cool. super honest. Now, I volunteer on the contributor team for the marketing. So I understand how things work in this slow-moving machine and that people are super amazing. And they have all these, like, they're volunteering their time, et cetera, et cetera. 
a million disclaimers. But when it comes down to it, if you look at give on the plugin directory, we have a video, it's cut off. It looks like, it looks like we don't know what the hell we're doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just saying this because a third party, like we tell them, Oh yeah, it's free. Go to the repo, go to the plugin directory. Now they call it. And then you go there and it looks like the website is a mistake. This is WordPress. We should be able to design something that doesn't look like a mistake at first glance. And so I didn't say it that way in the track for the record. I was like, you know, this is all the WordPress brand and we should elevate each other. Da, 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 da. But what I'm saying to you guys on this podcast and Facebook and whoever, yeah. come on, we could do better than this. If we could build sites that are enterprise worthy, we can make a video section so it's not cut off. It looks like we don't know what the hell we're doing. Love Bridget. There you go. Stop the clown show. <laughs> I'm just saying we, we, we are some of the smartest people on the planet. WordPress mm -hmm. is powering 27% of the internet and we can't get our plugin directory to look correct, to render correctly. Are you kidding me right now? It's a branding problem. It's a huge branding problem. Bring the fire. Woo! <laughs> I love you WordPress. <laughs> Kim, what were the things that you like and, and dislike about the new plugin uh, directory? <laughs> what she said. I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't dealt with, I mean, you know, for me. I, Go look at a plugin, Kim. I agree with you. It doesn't look good. I mean, that would be mine. It, just like what you said, it doesn't look good. And what you were talking about, comments and questions of people, you're right. It, it didn't surprise me. But, um, yeah, it seemed kind of like a step backwards, not a step forward. That's it. I will say this, you know? though, the search works better, and that was their main focus. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's be, I can't be totally, I gotta be intellectually Just be generous. I gotta be yeah. intellectually honest. Okay, I like how the UI looks, but they just need a place for the videos, because it cuts off on the read more. It's a simple fix. I do see that, right. yep, yep. Yeah, well, agree. Jonathan, any thoughts? <laughs> All right. Gear up before you leave. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm so sorry, easy. but I read that article last night because Kevin and Matt are my coworkers, so they yeah. think flat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that surprising, isn't it? Um, it's, it's been ongoing, you know, back and forth about, you know, how it's done, the kind of feedback period, their argument is anybody can join and contribute and they have feedback periods and, you know, and they can't, blah, blah, blah. It's difficult, isn't it, John? Isn't it? Well, what do you think? You know, it's, um, do you think there's a kind of structural problem with the way these updates are handled or did, or just goes with the territory really john what do you think well i think the ui is a little bit improved and, and uh, like it was mentioned previously the search was improved and i think that was perhaps the the biggest thing that needed to be fixed because yeah. like like for example like you'd google yoast and yoast seo would not come up number one it would come up like number three or four and it's like that's you know painfully obvious it's yeah, stuff like that. So, I mean, that's good that that's, you know, working somewhat better. I think um, the, the biggest thing that, that, that I see maybe is there's no 
if you're looking for like an older version of the plugin, uh, it's really beyond difficult to find uh, where it's at. Mm. Um, the introduce, or I don't know if they had tags before, but I'm noticing it. It's pretty prominent on this new UI. So I think it was there before. It just wasn't. They were like itty bitty text, and now it's it's a little bit more prominent. Um, yeah, the stats are not as obvious. No, uh, to the no a lot of people, lot of people uh, mentioned I mean, that. I, they said that it's in the WP Tavern article. They mentioned that it's being uh, figured when they do search. Which is probably better, like if we're all honest, for, okay, first of all, yes, we love to say Give has 20,000 active downloads. Go look at it, right? But, the, but on the other hand, from a new person's perspective, since this is a beginner episode, right? You're going to go on there and you're going to search something. You're going to trust those results. And that was the first question I had in 2015. Like people would say, Google it, right? Just do a search. Like stop asking stupid questions and do a search. Was that a lot of what I got from people? You know, kind of an AWP-ish answer. No offense, but also the shoe fits. So I'm giving you some snark. I'm trying to make up for lost time. So anyway, like uh, we were all told to look at the uh, number of installs, well, downloads before, but installs now as a factor to help us discern whether or not that plugin was trustworthy. And now they're going to kind of do that for the user. I think ultimately, without being, you know, being more objective, not like, oh, I don't have my vanity metrics, which is sad. But also, is it better for the user? If it's better for the user, is it better for WordPress? That's really the question, right? Mm -hmm. so they, because I was having this conversation with Troy Dean at Atlanta. We were talking about marketing WordPress, right? And so he goes, he says to me, Bridget, WordPress doesn't have an acquisition problem. It has a retention problem. Mm -hmm. and, and I never thought of it that way. And the retention problem is because it is kind of difficult. So if we can make it easier to onboard and retain the people who are using it, then that's ultimately better for our entire ecosystem and all of us who work at plugin shops, people, developers and freelancers who depend upon this free ecosystem for our livelihoods. That's a great point. Uh, wherever people touch WordPress, that's what they perceive WordPress as and it doesn't matter where they touch it. So uh, definitely these things in the repo should be aimed at re retaining people and, and not just acquiring them. Yeah, I know it's hard to not be upset about it and think about it from another perspective because we're all pissed. But the truth is, if it's better for the user, it is better for us. And maybe some of those people have more foresight than we thought. Just make a tab for the videos. I'm happy. <laughs> but then again, like Jonathan was saying, anybody could, anybody could contribute. So I guess anybody could contribute. So it's like voting. If you didn't vote, you don't get to complain, right? True. So if, if you make a track ticket and then you weren't heard, now you get to be pissed. If all you did was complain at AWP, we don't care. Do something. It's up, if all of us get to contribute, like that's so I started joining the marketing team. And so I so they're like, well, how come nobody's pitching meetups? And they were like, well, let's ask for people to do testimonials. Guess what? It's happening because we're pushing it to happen, right? So if we're if you if you really care about this, join the meta team. Anybody can join the meta team in Slack. I make uh, as WordPress.slack.com. <laughs> join the meta team. 
start doing tracks, do something about it. If you're smart enough, you know what I mean? And even I can make a comment. If I can make a comment on a track, right? Let's change it. Let's, let's forget about what we don't like and change the things that we need to be changed. We could do that. We're smart people. No, I definitely agree. Uh, get involved and in work from the inside, you know, as they say. Uh, our second news story is coming from torque.io, and this is all about Dr. Popular's news drop. What motivates, what, <laughs> what motivates WordPress spammers? Uh, so I'm gonna, I know Jonathan watched this video, so I'm going to let him start on this one. And, and what did you get out of this video? Well, he, he was entertaining. You know, he normally is, doesn't he? We have to get him on the show, won't we, John? That spice yeah, that's up. A yes, could get that's a Yes, could have got Dr. 100%. <clears throat> and, um, I just thought it was an interesting video because, you know, you do have discussion with um, clients and people in general, and they always say, well, who would want to hack my site? It's only a small site. And, uh, but uh, it kind of explains, you know, why some of these people are really hack hacking geniuses. You know, they're out there bombarding sites, DOS attacks and all sorts of worms and diseases and but he goes in, he goes into the reasons why that they're doing it you know they they're trying to drive traffic to some very dubious e-commerce websites that um aren't being run on wordpress <laughs> do we know um, that <laughs> and um he just goes in why they're doing it and it it's it's like it's like it's like four or five major sources where almost eighty percent of this crap is coming from, isn't it, John? Well, uh, before I hand the mic like over to to Bridget for sure, I I will just say that you know I install um, like either iTheme Security or Security like on on mm -hmm. most of my client sites, and one thing that I notice is a lot of the IPs that get locked out are the same IPs over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, not naming names, but you know, a, lot of, a lot of them come from, you know, uh, a country that starts with R. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, I thought it was T, Trump. <laughs> it's not a country, that's a president and a building. For a while. Big, he's going to become a Anyway, not to get into that, but, but, you know, a lot of them come from the same IPs. There's some in the Netherlands, France, uh, you know, China, Hong Kong. Uh, all over the place, but you know, basically it, the same ones like attacking, they're all trying to brute force. Clients don't realize this stuff is going on until you install this stuff. They have no idea. They look at the, it's kind of like the, the still waters run deep. You look at the surface of the lake, it's no ripples. It looks like beautiful, but underneath there's like all these like sea monsters, like, you know, down below, they're just dum, like, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> absolutely. Bridget, you guys, thoughts on this? Well, you know, people that if you think about the per, the psychology of the personality who does this, and really the tinkerers that make WordPress amazing, it's we're people. We, and when I say we, I mean you. We're people who build things, and we like to build things. We like to break things, and there's um, that aspect of I wonder if I could be a better coder than you are. 
And so I think that that's a lot of it. A lot of it's like, I'm going to show the world that I could do this. Not as much as it's some kind of monetized business model. I think a lot of times it's just, you want to see if you can break it. Just like playing a video game. Can I get to the next level of Mario Brothers? You know what I mean? There's an aspect of that that I think that we forget about. Um, but then, you know, I'm sure it's more intertwined, like the black market in the former Soviet Union, um, you know, financial scamming, whatever. There's always going to be people that get paid to take an extra penny here or there, be a plot to a movie called Office Space, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Hacking is like, I bet I could do this. I wonder if I could find the open door, you know? But then we also... <laughs> We also think a lot about um, the hosts and their role in this. Now, a lot of people that I know since I started entering this space have been not happy with more of the apartment building kind of hosts, um, like Bluehost, GoDaddy, those guys. I'm can, I can, I those can I interrupt slightly, Bridget? Um, of course, it's your show. Go, Daddy, I love you. You're a fantastic host. Uh, Every, everything I said about Go, Daddy, I take away. Well, just let, me, wanna... say, just let <laughs> me say something, though, Jonathan, because, yeah. like, here's the thing. Go, Daddy had a bad reputation at super sexist commercials. Uh, they, got, they got new ownership. They have a new CEO now. They spent a crap ton of money on the WordPress community. That is undeniable. They, they, ho they sponsor things. Uh, word camps, all this stuff. The people that I met that work at GoDaddy are some of my favorite people on this planet. And I, same goes for Bluehost, by the way. But like, let's just talk about GoDaddy. So GoDaddy bought WP, managed WP. Everybody was crying about that in AWP and Twitter and wherever else, right? But I have not experienced any changes in managed WP at all. I still pay $2.50 a month. It's awesome, okay? Another thing they just did was they bought Sukuri. So it, you've got to look at somebody who is trying to not just rebuild their reputation, but to, to do something that actually helps secure websites. So if you think about their servers and the problems that they've had historically, if they are going to now implement like one of the best security programs and some of the best security people we all know, how do you not say thank you for being part of the solution instead of part of the problem? True, true, true. If you pay me to say that, I'm just being serious here. Like, think about it. It's a step in the right direction. We don't, you know, it's like, I was, this is how I think about hosting when people started explaining to me, like, you have a parcel of land, right? And you only have so many resources going to that parcel of land. So you could build a house, a duplex, a fourplex, or a high-rise apartment building. If you're in the high-rise apartment building, if you don't take your shower first, you're taking a cold shower. Because there's only so much going to the building, right? You have only so much internet. That's your machine. So, but if somebody next door moves in with roaches, the whole building has roaches in it. That's like how it is, right? So you, if you don't protect your whole building, you know, but so now, now they have this kind of janky ghetto apartment, but now they have pest control. How do you not applaud them for doing that? No. Totally agree. For protecting the internet when they host so many of them, it's definitely prophylactic in nature. And so I think it's a good idea. Nope. That's part of it, right? Like 
And then all those blacklisted IPs, that's like a whole nother show. Those blacklisted well, IPs yeah. take it down forever. We should, what does Kim say? Kim always <laughs> has something wise to say. Well, for me, when I read the article, and I agree with the blacklisted IPs, but like they pointed out here, this is, the, in that article, it's a known host that doesn't care. They just don't care. Um, it kind of reminds me of the old days, like in the 90s when the first spammers came on, right? And you always had like two hosts that allowed anybody to be spammers. Oh my God. And they were always very hidden, if you remember that. Uh, but anyway, the, the key though on, on this article to me, because this is the beginner's edition and a good chunk of, you know, half of my audience are beginners. Yeah. So the first thing I do with them is make sure we've got iTheme security and then maybe Sucori also and start working on this. The biggest key, Jonathan, you touched on it, and it's what the beginners need to understand is these are not always people who actually are targeting you specifically. Yeah. They've written these beautiful bots and they just crawl around until they can find something and then in this case, now in this case, it was a case study of they were pointing to illegal goods, to, to black market goods and, and sites to sell those. In other times, it could be pornography it redirects you to. Or we had lots and lots of the ones where what they would do is go in and inject backlinks to Payday Loan and Cialis sites, again, to try to then get their Google rankings higher. Right, because it looks like everybody's backlinking to these guys. They must be valuable. And of course, Google's figured that one out. But there are multiple reasons there. This is a great case study of one that happens. But the key I always want my beginners to know is it's not about how important or big a site you have. It's that this is a bot just like that little Google site bot that's going to index your site. It doesn't care who you are. It cares what you can do for it. Yeah. That is that is very well said, and, and it's exactly what happens. A lot of this activity is just bots that they wind them up and they let them go. <laughs> and a lot of the time, it, because here's the truth: if a hacker, if 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 someone is like using like manually saying like I'm going to hack this site, then probably eventually you're going to be hacked on some level, but. 95% of the activity is, is really like bots. They go on recon missions to see if your version of WordPress is out of blue date. Team, blue team, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they go, they go, they go find out, uh, you know, who you're being hosted on. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, what, what you got plugins for themes or WordPress editions that are out of date. And then they, you know, go back and then they say, here's all the vulnerable sites. And then we'll just go on a mission. Mm -hmm. We're going to try and, brute force the password because a lot of people have weak passwords uh, or they use something like, you know, uh, their name one, two, three, or something really generic for a password. Yeah. Admin. Um, but, yeah. Admin. <laughs> but, but like you said, a lot of it, a lot of it is, um, you know, it, it's not personal there. It's not the fact that you're like the city bitty site. But when you chain like 15,000 or 100,000 itty-bitty sites together, uh, then those actions become, um, you know, bigger. You know, whether that's they use you as part of a botnet or they hack, use your email to send out spam or they use defacement to create backlinks to their site or they hide them off screen. I've seen that before. 
Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's a million reasons that hackers can, in a million ways that hackers can use your site. So, mm -hmm. very intriguing. And one, one thing they didn't point out in the article, but a shout out to you, Jonathan, and why beginners and, and people with their sites should look at, at your service is that when a plugin is found as an issue, the turnaround time when that is released between when the hackers would hack that thing and send those bots out, it's less than 24 hours. So if you're not keeping up on, like remember when um, MailPoet was hacked, and I mean, over a thousand sites were just within 24 hours, boom, done. So that's why it's important to stay up to date. And if you can't stay up to date, like within a 24-hour time frame, you need someone like Jonathan's help because they yeah. handle that for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's true. Like people think that they shouldn't do updates, but that's exactly why they should do. <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like the other side is if you don't do updates, you're also a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except right? for when it does get frustrating, when it does get frustrating when you have a plugin that has not kept up to date itself, you know? Oh, yeah, but not all plugins are, you know, robust, so. Well, I'm going to throw a WooCommerce under the bus there. Oh. I've had a few of theirs not keep up with uh, WordPress updates, some of those extensions, and we had to pull a whole extension out because it broke a client site. Now, you don't expect that from that. <laughs> no, but was it them or was it one of their third-party ones? No, it was one of the ones. Well, I bought it from them, so I don't know who built it, but it was they out of 400 them. and not all of them are built by them. Right. But, but if it's in your repository and you're selling it, I think you need to uh, at least right? manage, manage that a little bit. And this wasn't that it, it was before they were bought, so. Oh, yeah. Well, they have a lot more resources now. That they they have a lot of resources now. Give them yeah. that. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, you know, but it's, but that's the thing. Like, you can't, there's a responsibility level. Like, at the state of the word 2015, there was a question and answer. And, you know, one of our friends um, asked about, you know, plugins and keeping up with core releases back before they decided to not do it every four months. Um, yeah. And they were like, and Matt said, well, you really should be not a one person plugin shop. Yeah. And people were kind of upset about that, but also, <laughs> I mean, it's like both sides, right? Like it's cool you made a plugin, but now you have to support it, right? So if you want people to use it, yeah. You gotta keep up with the release candidates. It's your responsibility to maintain your code because you're part of this ecosystem. So don't just abandon Absolutely. It. I mean, going circling back to the plugin repository, maybe <laughs> that's the real problem. If you haven't updated your plugin in a year, you get a notice and you either test it against a release candidate or it gets taken down. And I, I don't care who hates me for saying that. I it's think weird. that's an excellent idea, actually. I do too. I never knew why they, I, I never really understood why they weren't doing that. <laughs> they, have stuck, they have stuff in there that isn't yeah. an update. I mean, not all of them, but if, I mean, you will run across some here and there that are in the repo that are, haven't been updated in six years. And I ran into one this week. Maybe they ran into one this week. Mm-hmm. 
But if they don't need it, that's fine. So just run it against the release carrier, whatever, and your bit torrent or whatever bit bucket, whatever you're using. <laughs> I've heard words. I know they exist, right? And then just update your readme file so it says it works with 4.7 point whatever. How hard yes. is that? Take care of your community. That's what WordPress is about. I think if you're writing a plugin, you should care about the community that's using it. Agreed. Story. Love, Bridget. <laughs> New tagline. <laughs> well, I usually say that when I'm kind of snarky to say that, like, I am yeah. saying this in love, but let's be serious here. You need to come to mm -hmm. Jesus talk about the fact that you're writing code that's out there. It's your responsibility if you write it to maintain it. I don't understand mm -hmm. why people don't feel that compelling need. I think that's a okay. that could be like a whole nother topic of stuff that gets abandoned. With some smarter people on the show that actually write code. <laughs> no, because for me, I, I think the, uh, yes, it's nice. It would be nice if we do that show to have some developers of plugins, but the real, your point, and you are that audience, Bridget, yep. it's our users. And that is if going back to your point of, we aren't always having a, a getting new users, but a retaining users that it's that customer experience yes. that helps us retain users. Yep. Yep. Nope. I mean, so I'm, cool. I'm agreeing. And it's a branding problem because if you think about it, everybody that contributes to WordPress contributes to the rise or decline of the WordPress brand. Yeah. It's a, if it's a community effort, then it's all of us. And if you're not maintaining your code, you shouldn't be in the repo. I don't, I don't know why that's not, whether it's one year or 10 years or five years or six months. Or, <laughs> I mean, think about, I don't know any other thing where you don't have to keep updating stuff. And then you're just allowed to abandon your code as like this orphan thing that's available. It's not GitHub. The plugin directory is not GitHub. <laughs> abandon it on GitHub. Don't let it to be abandoned. Like, no, seriously, right? So if you don't True. want to maintain your code, throw it on GitHub and get it out of the plugin directory. The plugin directory is the first, it's like that next step for the new users. And it, I'm telling you, it, it was so hard for me besides DNS. Like I started a new site and I still have, haven't touched that in a week because like DNS is just too dang hard. But <laughs> I can help you with that. I know. Offline. Like, I like, Bridget, come on, we could do this. You and I did Kim's. I circled it back to itself. So okay. anyway, um, my, but, but that's the thing is you've got to get <laughs> plugins, plugins in the directory. That's part of the whole experience of this Lego system of WordPress. Mm -hmm. So well put. Shall we, shall we have our break, John, and then go on to our main subject? Time for a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking, where do you learn WordPress as a beginner? Not as an intermediate, not as an advanced, but you're just learning from the ground up. See you after the break. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back from our break and we're talking our main subject, which is learning WordPress as a beginner. 
Um, and before we get into like listing all the places and sites that we love to go to and we want to point people toward, I want to float this idea out there. And this is something that Morton said on one of these panel shows a while back and it's just stuck with me ever since. And something that he said is, if you want to be useful to WordPress or if you want to you know, uh, be an asset, you need to know how to code and build sites without WordPress, knowing the basics, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Thoughts on that, and uh, if, if you're in agreement, like good places to go for that. Start with Bridget. Um, I definitely think anybody who's using WordPress to fill in the boxes with words, which would be me, needs to know HTML. And I learned it in a class, but also at w3schools.com. There you go. Very good. Kim, thoughts? I don't, uh, first, if you're going to hire yourself out as a WordPress developer to clients, yes, 100% you need to know HTML, you need to know CSS, and you need to know at least the basics of PHP. You don't have to do backflips with it, but you should be able to know the basics. If you're going to be a power user, you paid someone to build a site for you, or you're a do-it-yourselfer and you just want to build something basic, then I would say, yes, you're going to need to learn a little bit of HTML and a little bit of CSS. Oh, she's frozen. But listen, I'm going to go build a Wix site. Oh, uh, agree. Totally. So that's where I, where I am. And, you know, with my, with my students, I teach just the basics, but I try to do as much as I can in the WordPress ecosystem because I've got 70-year-olds and 75-year-old students, and they freak out when we start talking code. So let's get them comfortable with the tech first. Then we can introduce those basics that they need to know, but they don't have to be full code programmers, full coders. No, not everybody does, but yeah. If you're selling your services, agree. Oh, please. Yes. <laughs> please Thank do not take my you. class and sell your services because I've seen people do that. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Jonathan, thoughts on that? Do you need to know the basics? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think it's a very broad church and subject, really. It really depends, you know, what what the term front-end, back-end, uh, you know. Um, I, actually think, I actually think dealing with some of the madness of CSS can be more challenging than learning the actual template loop logic of WordPress. I think you can lose more hair dealing with some crazy inheritance problem of CSS <laughs> than dealing, because I've been there and I think you've been there, John, haven't you? Uh, um, um, CSS can be a really, um, you know, and some of the uh, more modern, the grids, um, Yep. We'll in the end deal with some of the craziness around floats, which is all we, and the frustration in dealing with different amounts of text in boxes and blah, blah, blah. So, but on the other hand, you know, dealing with the templating of WordPress and based and some of the basic loop structures, it's just a learning curve. But then, if you if you're actually going to build a rather large plugin um, that's 
almost application level in its own right. That's a totally different ball game, isn't it? So mm-hmm. it's a very broad spectrum that we're really dealing with. Would you agree with that, John? Well, definitely. I, I would agree that, um, you know, front end and back end are different. Um, but I, I think it helps to just kind of build a foundation. I mean, at least for me, and I'm only speaking from personal experience, so other people's mileage may vary. But I know for me, like learning the basics, when I was first learned to build a web page, that was like the very first thing, you know, that I started with was learning HTML, CSS, really basic stuff, really ugly pages. But, you know, uh, if you have that foundation and you understand how HTML and CSS and, you know, throw in a little bit of progressive enhancement JavaScript is supposed to work, then you can, you know, do things that are more complex because you got the basics down. And so um, a book I found really helpful was uh, Jeffrey Zeldman's Designing with Web Standards, third edition, uh, and, and learning from uh, different sites like Treehouse, like Linda. Um, but uh, Kim brought up an interesting point, you know, sometimes just about getting people comfortable with, um, you know, putting words in there and, and editing stuff, and then getting, you know, maybe into uh, learning the, the, the more kind of uh, the code writing things of WordPress. So Bridget, you know, if, if you, you're a or some, you know, steps, resources that you would take to kind of learn WordPress. Uh, so first of all, I'm going to say you need some self-awareness. Gary V. Yeah. Self-awareness. Well, yeah, I know. He's <laughs> on this rant right now about self-awareness, but yeah. it's been around longer than he has, and I love him with all my heart. So here, but like what I'm saying is you have to understand how you learn. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how you learn, I can't recommend a way for you, right? So mm-hmm. not everybody is self-taught. Some people need a gym buddy to go to the gym. So you need a mentor. You need Kim to hold your hand. And I don't mean that in a detrimental way. I mean, literally, you're going to need somebody to keep you accountable. Then you need to be in a physical class with an actual person or over a video. If you can uh, learn with auditory and visual, then you could be in a class workshop, right? But if you're on your own and you don't think that you'll keep doing those lessons, you know, it's not going to work. So I'm a self-taught person and I'm, I used to be a teacher. That's what my student loan is. So like I'm going to Europe. So I started using this game called Duolingo to learn a little bit of French. It sends me an email. I do it. You know, nobody's saying, Bridget, why didn't you do this? I'm doing it because I want to do it. So I'm motivated internally to do, to continue on with that style of learning. So when I started working for WordPress in 2000, December, 2005, I built myself an immersion program because learning anything especially in language-based, this is language. Mm-hmm. Um, there's jargon. You need to immerse yourself. So I started listening to this podcast, WP Crowd, WP Water Cooler. Um, you need to expose yourself to things that you don't understand. And don't put pressure on yourself to learn them right away. But be, be willing to be uncomfortable right? So I listened to those, a bunch of other things, uh, Kitchen Sink, WP, a bunch of podcasts, because you're just learning the terms. Go to the meetup. Don't expect to understand everything every single time, but go there, listen to the way people ask questions. Just, you know, when you walk in a party, 
You don't just walk in and say, I'm Bridget, come and greet me. It's not like that. You have to do, you have to be situationally aware. Go in. Don't say anything for the next couple of times. Just ask questions. Just observe. See what people talk about. Take it in. Then the fifth meeting, you can raise your hand and say, what is front end? What is back end? What is the admin? Is it middle earth? Because it's neither front end or back end, right? And so, like, and then you need to keep leveling up. If you start getting comfortable with things, then you need to level up. So for myself, I started going to the developer meetup every other month, right? So I go to the dev meetup last month. I don't know how to do hooks, but I know actions do things and filters change things. That concept, I can understand. I can understand a strategy of something without actually having to code PHP, which means I could communicate with my friends, my developers, my employers, clients, uh, freelancer agents. I'm doing a lot of project, project management lately, so I'm having to com communicate with developers. So there's empathy, understanding, strategy. You don't have to walk in there and pass a PHP test to show up. What you have to do is you have to decide. And here's the thing. And I believe in mentorship with all my heart. I would like to see more mentorship happen, paid or whatever, okay? But this is a rant that you wish you never asked me first. But this is the other thing. The culture, remember when you go to learn a language, like, I was, like I'm saying this because I've never been to Paris. People are like, don't smile too much at men. They'll think that you're hitting on them. And like, <laughs> like they're just telling me, like the culture, like I'm like, hi, I'm Bridget. But I'm just saying, like, that's not how they are. They're super formal. Don't be, like, all smiley, right? So you want to fit in wherever you go. The WordPress culture honors, listen, the WordPress culture honors self-learning. If you take two or five steps forward, they will carry you the rest of the way, I swear to you. If you act helpless, they will never help you. You have to try so figure out what you want to learn. Start with something super small. So just do W3 schools and do HTML. They have the little things, and you can see how it is. Then do the CSS there. Then do Flexbox Froggy. Then try changing Hello Dolly. Then try making a child theme. You don't have to be a plug-in shop overnight, but don't, don't act helpless. That's what's going to kill you in WordPress. But if you ask intelligent questions or ask how you could ask questions, then people will, I swear to you, they will have your back for the rest of your life. Amazing. I, <laughs> I, I love how you said that, you know, it's, it, and it's something that, that I never really thought about, but yes, the WordPress culture honors self-learning. And so mm -hmm. if you make the effort, other people will help you. But if you're like, just like, I don't know how to do this. Can you like do everything for me? You know, then it's, it's not going to fly as hard. Um, and another thing that I, I wanted to mention too, that I think is a great idea. We talked about mentorship and why isn't there more mentorship? I will tell you something that, that uh, a few people know too. Um, when I was in my previous life, when I was 19, I had to apprentice to be a baker. I started out frying donuts for five bucks an hour. It was like, woohoo, big money. But, you know, but then the, the, the old school bakers, they taught me how to make the bread and like, uh, you know, how to make the cakes and all this other stuff. And I learned every aspect of that job. I can decorate a cake. I can bake bread. I can make anything, um, even though I haven't done it for a while. But it took me like years to finish my apprenticeship. 
And our friend Lee Jackson, he does the same thing. We asked him before, how do you get like a good web, web developer? And he said that he takes someone that knows nothing about it and trains them up. Why are more web shops not apprenticing people? My goodness, this is a need. We're going to be needing people who can web develop for years to come. Let's apprentice them. Yes. Actually, Yost does this. That's why he doesn't believe in remote work. He hires younger people who live in the Netherlands and his city. That's exactly what he does because we, we're aging. You know, like at first it was like there's a bunch of 20-year-olds. I'm like, hmm, these are high 30s. Like, where are the 20-year-olds? We need to mentor them. Good point. Point. It's that knowledge gets passed down. Uh, Kim, resources. If you're a beginner, steps that you would take to start learning. If you're, um, I completely agree with what Bridget said on the. You know, if you've got meetups in your area, go. Not everybody does, but if you do, definitely go. Regardless of what level you want to learn. Now, Bridget, you were talking. You know, learn a little bit of PHP. Try to change Hello Dolly, etc. I do think that there's a scale of what people are wanting to do with WordPress. If you're a business owner who wants your, you know, someone on your team to just be able to make blog posts for you, you may not want to actually work with plugins too much, you know, other than what was already built for you by your developer. So that's a different set of learning for that. That's your very basics. And that's, uh, of course, a lot of my customers. Those are people who need to understand that we don't put five H1s on the page <laughs> and the underline why we don't do it. And that little paragraph mark is not a formatting mark. It's a structure, you know, because they look at it and go, but that's how I get the big text. <laughs> right? So that's a different level of person. But even yeah. with them, I would still tell them, go to a meetup. If you've got them around, maybe not the developers meetup, but a general meetup. Um, you know, there are plenty of sites, like you said, for people who, if you learn well uh, by watching a video and seeing the steps, you've got WP Beginner. I do it on my blog. I do it on my YouTube channel. There's a bunch of different ones out there. And in that case, it's just really, like you said, knowing how you learn. See, you and I are both teachers, so we, <laughs> yeah. that ties into us. That's my background, too. Yeah. You know, how do you learn best? And that's also why when I talk about teaching and how you should teach is that just a video is really not your best teaching. You need to have steps. You need to have different ways to meet people wherever they are comfortable. And most of us actually are comfortable in multiple ways. So, you know, multiple, we want multiple touch points. We can guarantee better teaching if we have multiple touch points. So, yeah, I think those are your best resources. You're, you're online. If you're, if, if you're just the blogger type, you know, who's had a site built for you and you want to do that, like the WordPress repository is probably not your best helpful thing because you're going to get lost among what plugin am I using, what, and you're just wanting to know not to put five headings, header ones, you know. So, but I think for some people, when you are looking for plugins, uh, or dealing with plugins, the WordPress repository can be helpful. The um, plugin people themselves can be helpful. And you know what? If you need to pay for a little bit of support, pay for it. It's, you know, that is one part of the culture we've got to kind of update here in that I don't have to pay for anything. Yeah, you do. So, 
you're going to pay for it either way. Like it's somebody told me when I was young, you either have a new car or you have a used car. Either way, you're paying a car payment. Mm -hmm. Great point. Jonathan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Things like money don't grow on trees and not everything in life is free. <laughs> <laughs> your time um, worth something. Your time was worth something. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, Jonathan. Oh. No, it's all right. <laughs> Jonathan, I, I know that um I know that uh like last week we had the guys from WP Shot on and and I know that they had a uh something that they were offering uh the up and running course that is definitely out there. Um, you know, thoughts on that and thoughts on any other like resources that, that are out there for people who are, you know, just trying to codex. Yeah, there you go. But. Well, I think, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm whispering I've... in your ear, Jonathan Denwood. Pardon? I'm whispering in your ear, the codex, the codex. The codex, the codex, yeah. <laughs> I definitely would go there straight away, folks. Uh, um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that goes back um, to how you learn. Plug-in people, beginner plug-in people should. Absolutely. Not beginner bloggers. And that's why I liked how Kim did uh, Actually, uh, I really do. Well, you, it goes back to your style of learning. Um, I, I, I think as a general broad statement, I think that's incorrect, saying just driving people to the codex because... If you haven't got a wider sense of how the template structure works, and especially around the loop and some other, the filters, the hooks, if you haven't got a broad understanding and you're just thrown in the codex, so if you've got some past coding experience, it probably will work for you, but I, I don't actually believe for a lot of people it's very useful advice, but that's my personal opinion. Um, I think to get that broad uh, knowledge, I think that what the guys at WP Shout um, have developed sounded very good. I, I, I haven't looked at it in great detail, but I probably will have a look at it. But I trust them as educators that they have produced something of a pretty high standard and because um, they've been involved in the WordPress community for quite a while. Other resources? Um, I'm, I think if, you, if you're looking at CSS and you're looking at HTML and some elements of um, WordPress, um, obviously they cut out WordPress quite publicly, but when it came come to the actual CSS and some other technology, I think Treehouse does a really great... Mm -hmm. um, you know, they have a system where quizzes... And that I think it's you know well thought out. Obviously, Linda dot com, whatever they're called now, <laughs> are, um, is uh, you know um, obviously that that's a slightly different structure because it's really dependent on on the instructor. You know, obviously, I, I would personally highly recommend anything that Moulton's done. Um, also. Um, if you're looking at Genesis, you know, um, Gary, Deals. Uh, Gary Deals is mm -hmm. another great educator that's 
a great member of the WordPress community. So they're really trusted resources. And then, but I'll, I think also I've always had a kind of soft spot with CSS tricks. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was when I when I was first learning <laughs> CSS. Um, yeah. um, it's a great free resource, and you know there's a lot. And the actual community on there is hilarious. Can be a little bit harsh if you ask a really dozy question. Um, but um, it's, you know the amount of videos and other resources on it. It's just a, a great free resource. Um, and also other people <coughs> learn best with a mixture of, of a couple of books and also videos, don't they? You know, some people still prefer to have something downloadable to look at. But the truth is there is, I think I've just skimmed it. And I'll join there. What, are there any other additional I, ones? I do have another one. Go on. If I can just be obnoxious here. WordPress.tv. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the most underutilized resources on the internet. If you go to WordPress.tv and search for whatever it is that you're looking for, whether it's blogging, plugin development, CSS, using Angular, um, uh, marketing, business tracks, mental health, it's all there. Use the search yeah. bar and start listening to it. I listen to it in the background until you start getting more familiar with it, especially if you don't have a meetup like Kim was saying. And even if you do, you could get something super specific. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of WordPress TV, Morton gave a great talk at WordCamp Europe last year about empathy of learning. And he said that um, WordPress was easy 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's easy anymore because I already know it. So learn something new. He was saying he and his wife went and learned how to dance. And then remember and make a journal of how hard it is to learn something. Mm-hmm. And then you can have some empathy because you can't just say, oh, it's easy. You just do this. You yeah. just, like, it's a way to communicate with people that can be either empowering or disarming or yeah. discouraging. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was in my notes for today was the, you know, I actually have a big issue a lot of times where people are ready to give up because they come to me and they've just been told, oh, WordPress is so easy. And I actually heard a, a business speaker from the stage actually go, oh, just wake up that infant over there. He can do this. Why would you even say that? How Why would you say empowering that? or encouraging at all? Right. And so then people... Feel like you should be able to breathe oxygen on this planet because you don't know how to get into the admin. Exactly. That's and so people... They're so frustrated. They come to me and someone just told them it's so easy and now I'm going to give up and I'm going to go, you know, do go something else. Squarespace and that's a branding problem. Yeah. That, yes. And so I, I, I do for our beginners want to tell them, you know, is it easy compared to 1995 when I learned to hand code every single thing and we didn't even have CSS yet? Yes. Because I wouldn't have tried to teach my mother how to build a web page back then. But now, yeah, you're still going to have to learn. And it's still a learning process and it's complex. And I love your, I, you know, the c- contrast of let's go learn to dance. Let's learn something new that we can realize is difficult for us. But it is something that you can take. You know, j- you just have to learn it. Yeah, it's achievable, but it needs to be broken down into achievable steps. Yes. Yeah. It's still a learning process, and it's still, 
you know, something new. And especially if you're someone who's not technical. A lot of my people come to me with that concept of, I'm just not really good at technology. Well, I also think, I also think some of this is the responsibility of content management systems like Drupal, Joomla, and WordPress, is that when I started to learn it, um, it was when Flash was popular, then I got involved through, through Flash and action scripting. Um, but what happened was that you could concentrate on, um, it was when, what was it, Zen Garden uh-huh, was popular. CSS Zen Garden. Uh-huh. Zen Garden was popular. Uh-huh. Um, you could as you know, learn HTML and then you had to learn a fair bit of CSS. And then, um, then came in the open source content management systems, Drupal, Joomla, um, WordPress, obviously WordPress is best. Uh, 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 but then that came in, and that that is another level of difficulty because they're all done in PHP. Yeah. So you got you got to learn a bit of that, and then and then when I was learning, you know, JavaScript was something that was used for some crony crap animation because you just couldn't get it to work build anything that would consistently be able to apply on different browsers because they use totally different dom systems and it was only the the libraries you know jquery and the other like let's say javascript Mm -hmm. i was you know as a technology you thought it had no future it would never come back just shows you can be wrong can't you um but it, the core WordPress and similar content management systems have increased the amount of somebody starting off has to know almost straight away because they're not, they should just build static pages, but they are kind of driven into, you know, we also got to straight away learn all this other stuff. Well, a beginner doesn't have to learn that. Somebody can build a site for them, like Jonathan could build me a site. I still have to maintain it, right? I I have a car. I didn't build a car. I still have to get the oil changed. It's my responsibility to take care of it, clean it, drive it, et cetera, right? Right. But Kim touched on something that's really, really important that we need to, to discuss, I think. It's the mindset. If you already think you cannot do it, you will not be able to do it. If you, I learned this when I was teaching algebra. People would say, I don't do math. And I'm like, that's, you've already decided. I just encountered this in January when I was teaching social media. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know how to do this or I don't want to. So mm-hmm. if you get somebody in a class like, well, I don't want to do this. I'm like, that's the problem. Just walk mm-hmm. out right now. Because until you decide that you can and that you want to, You've already, you've already crippled yourself before you even began. And, and that's yeah. why the community is such an such a important part of WordPress is because um, we can say, no, you can do this, and I'm going to mm-hmm. show you how. And then you can empower that person, which is the whole point of WordPress, to democratize publishing. That anybody mm-hmm. could have a TechCrunch site, right? Let's remember the core values and the, and the mission of WordPress. And let's start 
let's start empowering people by deconstructing the mindset that they cannot do it. And I've experienced this personally because everybody around me is waiting for me to build my first plugin. They've even named it Bridgetable. I'm not going <laughs> to... I, don't, I love it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a big joke, but at the same time, there's a lot of truth there. And the mm -hmm. truth is that when people believe in you, you start to believe in yourself. And a community-driven um, enterprise like WordPress, it, it has to have that thriving, empowering user base because the code base entirely depends upon people participating. So we have to, to be those people that say, no, you could do this. Let's just start with this one thing. And like Jason Tucker was like, yeah, you can do Flexbox. Here's FlexboxFroggy.com. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. I did have to Google the answer to the last step, though. Okay. But then when I went to WordCamp LA, Jacob was teaching on Flexbox. I'm like, yeah, I don't know that. He goes, did you do Flexbox Froggy? I go, yeah. He goes, you could be in my class. And I went in and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And sometimes it's just one sentence of somebody yep. saying, you can do this, yep. just come in the class, right? Mm -hmm. That's on us, right? So that's the hospitality part of learning. Now they yeah. still have to decide, but we can help them change that mindset. But they are not technical. They are not coders. They cannot do this. Yes, you can. We yep. believe in you. Absolutely. I mean, and we take, I take, you know, I take people who've not, who are in their 70s who don't know anything about computers and we build a basic five page wordpress site with the seven plugins i'm allowing them to play with <laughs> and right and That's and that gets them started is that the be all and end all no but that gets them started then they can go and start once you get that confidence going then they're ready to go okay now how do i inspect an element and change this or whatever but i don't start I don't that. start with them there i want that wordpress panel you and two of your 70 year olds <laughs> i'm not kidding that would be epic right guys after my after i finish this next one i have at least one i could put on it's my mother she's building yeah. her own website from or, my class let's see a video of that that would be freaking awesome How she used to come on she used to come on blab with me a lot and talk How about fun. it but uh, we'll get her on for something. That would be fun. Videos, yeah. I definitely, I, I would want to see something like that. You know, and it's something, something you guys touched on too. It's you know, uh, to teach others or to 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 learn too. There are going to be people that, you know, when you when you go um, to teach people, it can't be this attitude of like you just do this. Banish the word just from your vocabulary. Yes. Ah, agreed. Yes. Drops mic. It's a pen, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it, 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 and, and like you were saying, you know, uh, you don't know how hard something is once you've been doing it for like a long time. You forget mm -hmm. what it is to have that beginner's mind and not know anything about it because you become so acclimated to it that you, that you forget. And so that is an empathy that we need to have because, mm -hmm. you know, WordPress is, it's easy to start with. But then it gets in the deep water really fast. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, WordPress is not always easy, and that's okay. And in some, some cases, it's harder than you think. So um, I, I like that. Definitely before we, like, leave, I want to just share a couple other, like, resources for people who are 
wanting to get started, I think a lot of it does have to do with like how determined you are to learn stuff and, and you know, uh, but here are some great resources that haven't been shared. Like Jonathan, I also started a lot with CSS tricks. Uh, Chris Quayer also has another resource uh, called Digging Into WordPress. I think it's like diggingintowp.com. Uh, they still update that, uh, 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 and it goes through the, it's like a book, but it's like an online like blog too. It's all the uh, resources from, you know, all the way back in the day up to, to now of, of like yeah, what's would, um, Jeff Starr, we have to keep yep. him on, on the show, won't we? But he, he keeps a low profile, doesn't he, to some extent, apart from his activities with um, CSS tricks, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. A lot of those old, uh, well, you know, a lot of old school people, um, yeah, they have a little profile, but um, definitely that's that's a good place. Uh, also want to recommend WP101. Uh, that's uh, Sean Hesketh, uh, and he has like kind of videos and training and tutorials. That's a good one. Also want to re-mention, you know, WP Shout. They have their course, uh, WordPress Up and Running. They And in this, they have like text content. They have video content. They have several different forms of, of learning because, again, this is something we've talked about a few times on the show, but knowing your learning style is important. Some people learn by reading. Some people learn by doing. Some people learn by hearing or by watching. So, you know, understanding that is really important. Uh, Linda and Treehouse. Treehouse is, they don't have a WordPress course in there anymore. Uh, but, you know, for the basics of HTML, CSS, this is definitely a good place to start. Linda has some courses as well. They have dedicated WordPress courses. Uh, go ahead. Jump in. I'll throw one more out there. If, if video training, as I point out with mine, I touch people at every level because I'm a teacher. But if video training really does work for you, um, OS training has a very good intro video course. And I believe it's free now because I think GoDaddy's sponsoring it. And uh, they've done a really nice job with that. And then if you, so you could take that and if you're a text-based person, marry it with something like one of my manuals or something else uh, because they they do a good job on that course. Nope. And, and I want to, uh, that, that's a good one. We'll list all that in show notes. And I just want to also, you know, agree with Bridget, you know, like uh, immerse yourself in what you want to learn, whatever it is, whether it's yeah. language uh, learning to play guitar or whatever, or uh, learning to, you know, build websites with WordPress, immerse yourself in it, learn the, the kind of foundation, learn the terminology, and, you know, stuff will start to make sense to you uh, a little bit more. So um, anything that you guys want to mention before we do outros? Anything at all? Just one thing for the CSS piece. If you are a beginner and you're getting to where you're just learning CSS and you go in and say, you're going to try to just tweak this first thing in CSS and it doesn't, if it doesn't work, understand that because of the, ba the way themes are developed, what you may have learned just in a basic class could have a conflict within all those theme files. And so that can be just a little frustrating at first. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means you need to keep like, try it with another theme. Try it somewhere else. Keep learning, but don't get frustrated because underneath the surface there, like the sea monsters you talked about, Jonathan, there is a lot going on that may not be, a, you may not see it right away. 
Uh, I want to speak to that too. Uh, something that I use a lot when I'm developing themes too is, um, or trying to backwards deconstruct like a site to, you know, copy something that I see is if you write, if you're in your browser, most browsers support this now, if you right click and inspect the element, yep. you can look at the HTML element and see what CSS rules are being applied and which ones are being overridden. So that's something yep. I use all day long, every day. So, uh, yep, it's a good one. We do it in our class. Very good. Uh, anything else anybody has going on? Or Okay, then Bridget, how do we get a hold of you? Where do we find you? Where are you going to be appearing next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to WordCamp Chicago. Jason Canill is uh, going to be speaking. And you can find me at BridgetWiller.com. You can find me at YouTubeCanBeGuru on Twitter and pretty much anywhere else. I'm pretty easy to find. Don't stalk me. I'll file a TRO. There you go. <laughs> Kim, how do we find you? Uh, any upcoming appearances? Uh, no WordCamp ones. I've, I've got some, some of my other stuff. I am doing appearances. I'm doing my speaker reel video in Manhattan next week. Cool. Very excited about that. Um, but no WordCamps right now. You can find me online uh, at Kim Schivler or White Glove Web Training. I'm just launching the next set of classes that are including uh, live classes in two weeks. So if you're interested in one of those where it's both automated and live with support, head over to White Glove Web Training and take a look. Excellent. Jonathan, how do we get a hold of you? Anything you want to promote? Oh, I think... When it comes to the show, folks, you know, go give us a review on iTunes and make it amusing, will you? Uh, um, and we, we, it really helps with the show. And I know it's a bit of a bind because iTunes don't make it totally easy. But do go there and leave us a review because, like I say, it does really help me and John. Um, also, consider joining us for the live shows. We're, we're moving them. Uh, we were doing them on Saturday. Um, if you go to WP Tonic Backstroke Blab, um, you'll be able to see all the upcoming live shows. And we're moving them to Fridays. Um, so if you're around, please join us. That, and how to get hold of me. It's quite easy either on Twitter at... Jonathan Denwood, or you can email me at jonathanwp-tonic.com. Excellent. And definitely, I want to add a note with that. Like, we did move to Fridays. We want to free up people's weekends a little bit more because it's just, we just thought it would be easier. The feedback we got from all the people that are on the show is like Friday is easier. So we're just going to do that. And so you can come in and join us live. And then once you're done with that, you can head on over to the WP Water Cooler and, and watch them live because they'll be right after us uh, on their own channel. So uh, for me, you can find me at my website. It's lockdowndesign.com. If you want to follow me on the Twitter, you can find <laughs> me at lockdown underscore. And, you know, you can also uh, find me on Facebook, just Lockdown Design. Uh, for the WP Tonic Posse in effect. I want to say peace out, be here next week, and get your dose. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.